0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black, getting your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Disney's going to report earnings this week. We're still in earnings week, even though we got the mega cap companies doing it last week. Earnings season's about three weeks. And I am fascinated to hear Disney's call. What are they going to do about movies? What are they going to do about getting our butts in movie theaters? What if Disney throws us a curveball and says, we're going to get out of the theme park business? They won't do that. Um, because every year they can raise prices except for this year. Um, how much does it cost to open a theme park with COVID? What are their expenses? Like, I have a lot of questions that I want to see with Disney. So I'm going to jump on that earnings call, and I'll tell you all about it. Um, I'm excited. I, I love earnings season. I don't know if you can tell. There's a company that I've been kind of fascinated by, a company called DraftKings. And this weekend, I watched baseball, and I watched the Giants come back and win a game, and the Giants come back and lose a game. And I was like, this is nice. I watched a little bit of hockey, and I didn't miss the crowds. I watched a little bit of basketball to see what that was all about, and it was creepy. They're playing in one place where they've somehow, and I don't know this technology, but you should check it out. If you have it, you should check it out. Somehow they're having live fans at the game, but they're not live at the game. They're live at their home, so they're sitting on their couches. And it, it only looks like they've been able to figure out video screens to get like maybe 40 people, 50 people in their homes on the screen so the players could see that they're happy watching the game. So the players could see them roar when there's a slam dunk. It's a weird technology because like I might be sitting next to Warren Buffett in the crowd and I'm at home and Warren Buffett's in his home in Oklahoma or wherever he is, you know. Um, And his video technology makes his head look four times bigger than it is in real life. And my video technology makes my head look three times as small as it usually is. It's just weird, but it was so nice to get back to. Yeah, I don't know how long it lasts. Baseball looks pretty perilous. The Miami Marlins, half their team can't play. They've already missed seven or eight games because of it. They're stuck in buses in Philadelphia. They're going to bus back down to Florida because they can't fly. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to last. But we go with it at this point in time. A giant pension fund sold Apple and Intel stock. When I see headlines like that, as an owner of Apple, I'll go, "Okay, I'll bite." Let's 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 find out who did what and what are they doing. Well, the Calsters, the Neisters, the teachers' unions of California and New York have made made some problems for themselves. We need teachers, so no one wants to be a teacher because the pay is not that great and you have to deal with the kids. A lot of people don't like kids. A lot of people don't like to pay. So, we give them pensions. And we say, if you work for 20 or 30 years, you can retire and go, we'll send you a check. So, part of that is they collect dues and fees from their teachers. And some of that goes into their pension plans. Not all of it. And sometimes the market goes down and teachers are taking out money in retirement. That's not good. And sometimes... The investor makes a mistake. So do I doubt why a big investor in a state pension fund would sell a stock at an all-time high? I don't. Sometimes you got to take it when you can. Sometimes you you, you don't fall in love with a company. And sometimes you go, I don't see any problem with the company. I think I'll hold it. And even if I have 221 as an under-investment year, underperformer, maybe 2020 was great. So Apple stock... Um, tumbled 15% in the first quarter of the year, but then it roared and it hit record highs. We topped earning expectations and you're hearing about some investors selling shares. Intel was flat for 2020 company disclosed in July that it was having production problems. Shares plunged. Um, engineering operations are problematic year to date drop in the stock sits it down 20%. How is that possible? The NASDAQ's at an all time high and Intel's down 20% of the year. So you, when you see a big pension fund selling Apple, you go, okay, I get it all time high. I get it. They have obligations there, but then you see the Intel mistake and now are they doing the Apple and it starts like, what does the value of that kind of information give me? Not much. What gives me interest is what did they buy when they sold those? Because it's a big name. They have to make big bets, and they have to hold them for a while to to flash out. And that kind of sums me up. I tend to like growth over value. I tend to like to hold over trading. And I tend to like big names that you've heard of. I don't want the next cure for cancer. I don't. I want a company that's going to be in business for 100 years treating healthcare and cancers. So I look at the game a little bit differently. So they bought some AbbVie and some NVIDIA. Now, I own shares of AbbVie. I need to disclose that. When I saw the story, I was like, I didn't know what they bought. I was like, oh, okay, good. So maybe they're thinking like I am. NVIDIA an Intel, I think that's almost poetic. I love Intel. Intel meant the world to me as a child. I used to study their semiconductors, and I could tell you everything about them. As a tech investor, I wanted to know everything about the technology and how it worked. And now I can tell you NVIDIA is a better product. And that Intel looks like IBM. And what do I mean by that? Intel was once a really sexy company with a lot of innovation. And then they got big. And bigger. Um, and there's maybe just not that much innovation that they can squeeze out. And they had to make bets. Do we want to get into semiconductors and in cars? Do we want to get in video game semiconductors? Do we want to get in self-driving semiconductors? What do we want to get into? Do we want to get into DRAM? Don't do DRAM. It's a commodity. DRAM is an excellent commodity because unless you know about DRAM, you're like ah, sixteen megs or sixteen gigs, is sixteen gigs. That's good enough by me. You'll never know the companies that manufacture. You'll never know the data tech specs about it unless you're like twenty five years young and a and, and typically a boy who plays a lot of video games. You're never going to know the specs of DRAM. So it's become very much so a commodity. And Intel CPUs, I stopped caring about five to ten years ago. I didn't need to know every new CPU that they're making. But I was looking at, at NVIDIA and AMD, and AMD was kind of an ugly stepchild. Like, how did they stick around? They, they once bought a company called Cyrix, which was a competitor of Intel. AMD, Cyrix, and Intel were the, like the leading semiconductor companies. And Intel made all the money. The Cyrixes and the AMDs couldn't even come close to staying in business, um, i.e. making money you know the semiconductors i still look at nvidia when i hear they've got a 1080 and the next one's a 2080 i'm like that sounds like a thousand levels up let's see if it really is and the cool thing about nvidia and like checking out the semiconductor side of it is you can go to youtube and say nvidia test demos and he's like wow video games have changed a lot since pong wow video games have changed a lot in five years and they seem to be in the right position with self-driving cars now again That is all comes from one simple story about New York Teachers Association selling two stocks and buying two. I can talk 15 minutes based on that simple thought. Video games are a killer app still. Funny thing to say out loud. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, If you take a look at, and CFP Chad Burton does this all the time with um, the Callen periodic table of, of basically assets of what does well, like small caps, mid caps, large caps, value growth, what sectors, oil, tech, communication, telecom, um, retail, soft retail, hard retail. Like there's different ways where you can try to judge performance. Um, one of the ones that I really like to do every now and then is look back at the companies that have been big winners and companies that they replaced from being big winners. Um, In 2019, this is the list that I have right now. In the last 10 years, the companies that had the best movements. It's going to be an interesting list. And just, again, go with it for a second. Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Where Regeneron Pharmaceuticals is a biotech company that... When I was studying the company intimately, they were working with Reese monkeys and working with softening your veins... In your arteries so that as you age, you don't have, you know, backups and then bursts. And I was like, huh. So I got to do a lot of study. I got to read a, a lot about Reese monkeys and how they, they this performed or not. That stock was up 1,430% in the last 10 years. Then you get Ulta Beauty. And there's a bad joke, and it's not even funny anymore, that there's always going to be ugly people. Therefore, we always need makeup. Right? I could be more sexist with the punchline, but I'm not going to. Constellation, oh, uh, Ultra Beauty up 1,200%. This is a list of the top 10 stocks in the last 10 years. Do you, do you see what's missing here so far? Well, let me get through a little bit more of the list. NVIDIA, Semiconductor Company up 1200%, 1,100%. Constellation Brands, they make beer, alcohol, wine up 1,100%. Raw stores. How the frickin' frack did Ross stores make this list? Up 1,000%. Omed, Transdime Group. Transdime does aerospace and defense. Uh, Netflix is the number one. Up 3,700% in the last 10 years. Do you see what's missing there? There's no Apple. There's no Microsoft. There's no Tesla. Now, Tesla probably is on the list of this year. <laughs> um... But it's it's interesting to note, right? I think it's fair to say that O'Reilly Automotive, Automotive, what do they do? They make car parts. They don't make car parts. They sell car parts. Mastercard's on that list. Cintas Corporation, what does Cintas do? They make they don't make uniforms. They clean uniforms and deliver uniforms, amongst other things. And right now, Cintas probably isn't doing great because a lot of restaurants don't need fresh uniforms every day. You know when that line cook makes fries for you and they're delicious? That line cook is disgusting by the end of the night. Covered in grease, head to toe. Um, he might fall and break his elbow because the floor is so greasy and his sneakers are so so rotten. But Sintas, do you notice none of those names really stand out to you as like, oh, that's a, big, that's a big one that I know. Like NVIDIA probably, Take-Two Interactive, who makes games like... Um, Red Dead Rising, that I talk about on this to show, uh, to show you, like, I want to be a cowboy. I want to be a good cowboy. I want to be a bad cowboy. You could, like, role play. Now, it, let's break it down into sectors in the last 10 years, shall we? Information tech up 390%. Consumer discretionary up 380 Healthcare up 287%. Industrials up 240 Consumer staples up 205 Financials up 204 Energy only up 31%. That sucks. Material's only up 134%. Do you know what company I bought probably 20 years ago? And I bought it because, well, we're always going to use oil. Was uh, it wasn't Chevron, help me here. It was Chevron. What, I forgot it. I was looking for a third oil and gas company. Um, but again, different sectors are going to be like, you don't have to own something that everyone else owns to become wildly rich. Um, and sometimes you could just get into a good idea later when something goes bad. I think my favorite example of that is Chipotle Mexican Grill. Um, they were an appeal to millennials. I didn't get it. I came to California two, 20 years ago. Someone took me to one. I'm like, wow, the food's fresh here. And we were kind of living more of a millennial lifestyle of, like, fresh food's a blast, And then you get married and settle down, and you're like, Cap'n Crunch is awesome. But Chipotle has been one company that had growth of stores. Think about Apple's growth of how many cell phones are out there. And then once they get to so many people with so many cell phones, we go, well, let's talk about growth of services with those people with cell phones. So we start looking into it a little bit differently. We, we evolve that. Chipotle had a, a, a concept of how many of those little stores can they pop up? And Wall Street loved it. We, we followed it for years and years and years. They're and like, hey, they went from 10 to 40 to 80. So we saw growth, and that satisfied people who were growthy. At some point in time, the price of avocados means a lot to a big company when you're no longer a small company. Maybe that's when they change their tune a little bit, right? Um, anyhow, anyway, I just bring that up because um, I know a lot of people get caught in the moment. Like, for instance, one of the best stocks in the last 10 years was a company called Extra Space Storage. It's a real estate investment trust. It's a way of mean? You own a storage facility instead of rent one. And all those people that get storage facilities, and we are a nation of we buy stuff and we junk up our houses. And then we're like, ah, I don't want to get rid of that mini refrigerator that I paid $90 for. I'm going to go put it in storage. And that mini refrigerator sits in there for years. And you just realized, wow, I'm paying over $400 a year for storing a mini refrigerator that costs 90 bucks. There's some good business models out there. Sometimes you have to scratch and use your, your nose a little bit, sniff around. But you'll find them. So on that list, there's biotech. There's aerospace. There's medical devices. There's renting, like United Rentals, where I don't want to own a power washer because I'll just put it in storage. Therefore, I rent it for the day. That's a top stock in the last 10 years. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from seven to nine on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. The flu, we still don't have a cure for the seasonal flu. Hepatitis B, hepatitis A, rubella, um, whooping cough. We can treat, but we can't cure. Um, now again, I'm not a doctor, but let's just go with that for a little bit, okay? And let's let's translate that into COVID. This is not a, we're going, it may be something we never completely eradicate. And that's kind of the word that's starting to spread. There's no silver bullet to defeat it. Will we get better at treatments? Yeah. Are the death rates going down? Yeah, because we got better at treatments. No doubt about it. But Magic Johnson, he played in the NBA Hall of Famer, got HIV. Uh, He said something pretty fascinating because he used to own movie theaters that he sold. They're called Magic Theaters. He's a business legend by people like me. Now he's LA. I get it. I get it. I get it. We're supposed to hate him. Um, But uh, I'm going to cut him a little slack. A lot of business leaders after the 1990s LA riots vowed to invest in black communities. And Magic Johnson was at the right place at the right time. He set up a 50-50 partnership with Sony to develop movie theaters. He said something fascinating. He goes, I don't see how movie theaters open back up. He thinks they're, they're going to have their work cut out for him. So am I interested in speculating on a, a stock like an AMC that's really, really cheap when they're still figuring out, like, what's this going to look like? Reduced capacities in theaters, does that mean we're going to pay more? I think there will be a premium for restaurants and a premium put on things like theaters. If they're going to have fewer seats available for the public, why not charge more? It's just like housing. Someone bought a piece of garbage house right next to my home. And uh, he's tearing it down. Paid $2 million to knock it down. But what he's putting up is a 4,000 square foot monstrosity. And since real estate's priced on square footage, you will probably end up doing okay. If he keeps his construction costs down, he'll lower the value of the neighborhood. But if he keeps his construction costs high, he may not ever recoup his value, his investment. So when Magic Johnson said, movie theaters may come back, but they won't definitely make the money that they were making before, I'm out. I I don't have any interest in in going after something like that. If you're coming out dilapidated or weaker, I love the movie experience. Who doesn't? the new ghostbusters i kind of wanted to see it in a movie theater with my boys cuz like i saw that with my boy oh, i saw that as a boy in a movie theater and i still remember the exact movie theater i could tell you the street it was on i could tell you everything about that experience but the economy's going to come back i just don't think movie theaters come back as strong as they were but that's also been a multi-year trend right Google announced something, a uh, multi-year trend is we're watching more Netflix at home, and we're getting bigger TVs at home that look like movie theaters. Chad Burton's got like a 100-inch TV screen. And I'm like, that's really big. And what's weird about it, it looks great. Um, because there used to be a sacrifice. But anyway, I'm just, I am just digress. Movie theaters aren't my thing. Google announced a new Android phone to challenge the iPhone SE, and it only cost $350. I think that's a good thing. This idea that we had to all have the latest, greatest smartphone that's $1,200 or $1,400 or $1,600, and it folds and it breaks after two days of folding. I like affordable. Now, it makes me a little less attracted to Apple. It makes me a little less attracted to Google as a phone play. But Google's Android phones aren't nearly as popular as Apple or Samsung's Android phones. It's funny, Google makes an Android phone, and Samsung makes an Android phone, and Google owns Android, and, well, you get the picture. They don't even do that well with it. Uh, last year's Pixel 3a helped pick up some momentum. So they're, they're going on a cheaper product. That's not bad. I'm with it. Google also announced an investment in ADT. And for part of this investment, ADT is going to help install Nest thermostats, when they're getting into your home so they're buying into installers Mm, okay that story didn't get my get me going enough this morning i i I saw it and i was like "Eh." just didn't get me going virgin galactic has partnered with rolls royce as it looks to build an aircraft for supersonic air travel (laughs) this is gonna be a great investment Virgin Galactic and space tourism seems like, well, they're going to go from zero to space, so there's a lot of growth there. It's going to be a lot of growth until there's an accident. And that's going to be the investment risk on it until one of their planes or one of their supersonic jet, uh, rockets blows up and kills a schoolteacher. And we're all going to go, we need to shut down the space program. A schoolteacher died. We didn't know what we were doing. Uh, but Rolls-Royce, notable history in making aircraft engines. So they're partnering with Virgin Galactic, trying to get supersonic air travel a thing. Who wants to go to Europe if you have to spend seven hours on a plane when you could only spend an hour? Right? Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Here's for me. I'm fine on ground Earth. I don't need to go that fast. I'll take the six, seven hours and try to nap on the plane or liquor myself up so i fall asleep or something right that ties into spacex their crew dragon splashed down in the gulf of mexico over the weekend completing a historic nasa mission where we went from a government funded agency to maybe we can start looking at the private sector to get us deeper into space and obviously spacex tied towards jeff bezos jeff bezos is watching you And he's going to bring that puppy IPO probably this year or next year. And guess what? He's going to be even richer. And we're going to talk about that. COVID-19 is making Americans wish they had more cash set aside. That's an interesting one on this one. Um, People are not, they're trying not to use their credit cards. They're trying to be conservative with their money. I love it. But it's bad for the economy. But I love it. But it's bad for the economy. Like I want to be fiscally responsible, but I don't want you to be. <laughs> right? Um, make a habit of paying yourself first is, I think, one of the best pieces of financial advice I could ever throw out. Um, Americans are looking to change citizenships, and it's interesting. I saw like Saint Lucia and Saint Bart's have made it very, very easy. To get citizenship now, and I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to? Do I want to give up my American citizenship? And I'm like, how much money is it going to save me in taxes to be a citizen in white sand palm trees? Zach Efron said he's leaving LA, and he's a good-looking actor, and uh, he's going to Australia. And he's like, I think it's going to be safer there, and I don't think COVID's going to go away. Now we don't listen to actors or radio show hosts for their opinions on healthcare. But we do see a trend there when he says, I, I kind of want to live overseas. I don't think America's got this pandemic right. And there's some beautiful bays. But retirement on a Caribbean island can also cost very little money. So I know Belize, Panama, Honduras, Mexico, Dominican Republic um, have all turned into – alternatives for Americans. And then like you have to pick the right area, like uh, Ruotan in Honduras or Town in Panama. Um, not all parts of Belize are where you want to be in retirement, but it could be pretty cheap. <coughs> you can live really, really well on $30,000 a year in a what used to be referred to as a third world country with beaches. Uh, I, I might look into that. And if there becomes a tax, let's say I have $5 million or $10 million or $20 million or $100 million or whatever number you want to sign to me. If the government of the United States says, we need money because this COVID thing was super expensive. So we're going to tax everyone, what, everything we can. When people die, we're going to tax them. And I'm like, isn't that taxation without representation? Didn't we overthrow the British government king rule? Because that, yeah, we kind of did. And then there's double taxation, where you get taxed on it, on your income tax, on your sales tax, and then you die and you have to pay a death tax. At some point, I would leave the country if another country is willing to say, hey, we'll take your 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 100 million dollars or whatever. But I saw like an application for St. Bart's. You have to give them like $25,000 in a bond for three years, and you get 0% interest. And they may or not take some service fees from it during that time. You know why they're doing that? Because no one's going there on vacation right now, and they're used to tourism uh, income. Now they're saying, well, you can live here. Because they'll make money other ways. I like it. I like thinking like that. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I am going to be putting together some more ideas for 2021 as far as talking money. One of my ideas is to do something with Zoom. Um, A, because a lot of people got up to the curve fast what it means to do video conferencing and to do it right. And the things that we're upset about when we don't do it right. So the trial and error of 2020 is going to lead to more product innovation in 2021. And I hope to do some of it myself, you know? Um, So stay tuned. I saw a couple get... I saw... This is going to make me sound weird. I watched some of the video footage of a couple getting married on Zoom and it was done terribly terribly well and right now if I'm a wedding planner I'm thinking about that A because there will be other pandemics in the future B because I think some people are going to say you know what this whole idea of the wedding industry is just stupid to spend $30,000 on a wedding and I'm pissing someone off I know right now but but I only have one daughter and I want to see my daughter walk down the aisle I know you do but she doesn't care um, so I, that's kind of an interesting thought to me of like, okay, maybe the wedding industry is, is primed for some disruption. We've already started talking about it. Now, when we're, when we're going to start doing it, um, the college industry is primed for a repricing. Look, we have learned that you could do zoom classes to teach soccer. We've learned that you could do zoom classes to do weddings. Like we've learned this. And like, why are we going to put up with, well, that's just the way things are done. You got to choose between a good state school and a bad state school, or not a state school that's super expensive. It's all silly. It's all broken. And it goes back to, gosh, I want to say like the 1850s, little house on the prairie. We have a schoolyard, and we have a barn that we teach the kids in, and they do K like through. It's a, it's a bad system. It needs to change, just like our healthcare system, just like our political system. Why do we have two parties? That's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard of. Do you have any different types of people there are in America? In Australia, it's like nineteen political parties. And depending on how many votes show up on election day, that's how many people get represented in Congress. So if you're like, oh, I'm all about labor, I believe in like labor, or if you're all about big business, I believe in big business, or if you're all about uh, gay and lesbian rights, oh I believe in like gay and like you can vote that way. And you can have people that represent you that way. Anyway, uh, did you ever see the movie Raging Bull? <laughs> you know how long COVID's lasted, for the record? We've seen astronauts go up in space in return from SpaceX. That's freaky to me. Uh, when you start putting different images on things like that. So we have a Raging Bull. Did you ever see the movie about a boxer who can't lose? Until he can. Um, So people are starting to use more terms like that. I'm hearing more BS out of people who are like cab drivers or board operators or um, Instagram delivery people. Not Instagram. Instacart. I've heard more business ideas that are speculative. And when good times are good, we're like, let's roll with it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. Apple's up another 3.7% today. Microsoft up 7 bucks today. Um, at an all-time high, right? Healthcare and financial stocks are outperforming. There was a manufacturing report that I'd like to talk about, but I really don't want to talk about because I'm going to bore you. But it's above a 50 reading, which means it's expanding. It's nice to see. It's not glorious. But it's nice to see. Um, other big stories of note out there today. Uh, Microsoft is in talks to buy TikTok, uh, the U.S. version at least. That would be a big play against Facebook, who Microsoft plays nice with. Facebook will prepare users for mail-in voting for 2020 elections amidst the pandemic. That will piss President Trump off, and he'll probably go, Roll, roll, roll Facebook. So do you see how politics kind of comes involved with Your life, which comes involved with Wall Street. Um, Two of the stocks that did really, really well last month are being highlighted by CNBC today as maybe they'll have another good month. One of them is a stock that I own, and one of them is a stock that I went way out of my way to tell you about Qualcomm. Um, I don't play the. Game of, I got to get the best month possible. I looked at the last five years of Qualcomm and I saw it underperform the semiconductor index. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting because Qualcomm's a good name. They don't have a dirty CEO. They don't have a scandal. uh, They have a business model that's heavily on licensing, which a lot of people have a problem with because it's incredibly profitable to have patents and say, us on that one. But when other companies were pushing physical product, they were pushing mental product patents. Um, I don't like it when CNBC messes with my stocks. If that makes any sense to you, they're highlighting not only Qualcomm today, but Haynes brand. The Haynes brands, if you got a little bit of a brain left in your head after COVID and all the day drinking and other things you've done to entertain yourself underwear and how many people like are we kind of set in how much underwear we're gonna have in our lives or like is that gonna change much is there a baby but like it's an interesting thing because maybe it underperformed because people didn't care about it and they were looking for value so qualcomm and hangs brands are different but they both underperformed in the last five years amd has underperformed nvidia in the last five years and amd is a stock that they like So they're going for the underperformers to change their way of doing business and get it back in in line. Another stock they're highlighting is L Brands, which is um, Victoria's Secret and a couple other mall brands. And they've been all – again, here's the question. Do you trust turnarounds to turn? Do you trust underperformers to outperform? Does it change your investment thesis when I talk about that? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big earnings this week out of Activision. I'll talk about that and much, much more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.